Welcome to the Real Estate Raw Show, hosted by Joe Mendoza. Hi guys, Joe Mendoza here in sunny San Diego. Welcome to my show. Thanks so much for watching, subscribing, and sharing the great words of wisdom on the show. Today, ladies and gentlemen, I'm super excited to have a neighbor of mine just a little bit up north on Northern California. She runs a great company called 420estates.net. She's been 16 years in the industry and she has a specialty we're going to get into. Dana Wallace, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to uh, be speaking with you today. Yeah. Thanks for taking time out of your busy day. So let's take us back a little bit before real estate. How did you transition in? Kind of give some backstory for my audience. Uh, sure. So I uh, began in real estate in 2002, um, and I worked in uh, the mortgage industry for the first couple of years and then completely switched over to working with investors, real estate investors. Um, and during the foreclosure period, I worked for some of the bigger groups in the Bay Area, um, helping them with their buy and hold acquisitions. When that started to slow, I uh, transitioned into working with investors at a smaller boutique brokerage in um, Oakland, California, um, on their renovation flip projects, you know, uh, different um, Victorian projects. That was really exciting. Um, and then I became a broker, got my broker's license in 2014. And in 2015, um, things were getting a little slower again. And I realized that it looked like a legalization of recreational cannabis was going to get voted through more than likely here in California. And so I thought to myself, why not go out on my own and create a brokerage that solely focused on legally compliant cannabis properties. And so I've been doing that ever since. It's been quite a journey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So some people are kind of listening in and, you know, there's always two sides to the camp, any camp. Yes. And uh, you put here kind of your slogan, I think, cannabis is her cup of tea. Mm -hmm. This is interesting because as a broker myself, every now and then I'll get some requests. Hey, Joe, do you have any land or where could I do, uh, you know, my business, what have you? And so I like to learn more share with the audience the goods, the bads, some of the different things, what to look for. So do you see in California that this business is getting bigger? Has it flatlined a bit? Now that the taxes have been changing, are people actually bailing out and doing 1031 exchanges? Um, so actually, that's a great question. What's happened over the last five years is that um, the licensing through the state, because the way it works here in California is you get licensed by your local municipality and then you also get licensed by the state. So you have two um, licensing you know, uh, municipalities to go through. So it's pretty complex and each municipality has a different set of regulations and ordinances that they have decided upon for their cannabis business activity. So there's no cookie cutter, um, you know, way to set things up with cannabis. And it also varies if you're going to do land, like you mentioned, or you're going to do warehouses, or maybe you want to order, you know, you want to open a retail storefront, 
or you can just do a delivery business. There's manufacturing, there's testing labs, there's distribution guys who, who carry the product all around the state. So there's just a lot of moving parts. But what I have noticed is that over the last couple years, it has grown bigger and bigger and it just keeps getting bigger. And that is because the licensing has become um, a little more predictable and it, they're actually being given you know, to each cannabis operator, they're being granted their licenses. And that took some time to really come together. And there is still municipalities who are deciding to come online. So that means that whole either county or city opens up for applications when they decide, hey, we've decided to bring cannabis into um, our town or our county and so now here's our application process here's our regulations here's what we're allowing got it got it so you don't see it slowing down you actually still see it accelerating despite what's going on with some of the different tax um i guess changes in our state mm -hmm, absolutely and and the reason that it is growing is once again um your the investors heads are starting to turn bigger investors, smaller investors who want to pull together, their heads started to turn because when, when you ask a, a cannabis operator for their licensing and they can actually produce it, it brings such a level of comfort to that investor to know, I'm not going to be in trouble for associating with this business at this property because everything is being followed to a T. And you know those permits are very hard to come by. So nobody wants to, most people do not wanna violate anything or put that permit in danger because that place is a, a, a nice premium on the property. Um, cannabis also got deemed essential during the pandemic, which, uh, dropped the stigma around cannabis even more and um, made people get, you know, a lot more interest in going after these types of businesses and properties. Yeah, that's interesting. Now, there's sometimes the moral perspective, right, that gets yes. involved. You know, how did you kind of like, maybe you didn't, maybe it was something like, ah, it's just a business. Some people have to overcome that mm -hmm. stigma or that mindset was that the same for you or is it something like, hey, business as usual, this seems like a massive opportunity, let's just run with it? Um, no, it was absolutely um, something that I had to, to sit down and think about. And I grew up, um, I, I wasn't really into cannabis growing up and I recognize the stigma. It's always been called a drug. You're gonna come, become addicted. You know, it's always been, kind of a negative in our society. But what I did was when I decided that I would look into, you know, specifically specializing in cannabis for my brokerage, I would stay up until like one or two in the morning, reading everything I could about this plant. What is it about this plant? And what I realized is that it has so many holistic healing properties. It's helped so many people. And whether they're using a THC cannabis product or something that is strictly CBD, which does not give them the psychoactive effects, of you know either relaxation or kind of more focus and concentration you definitely feel it when you're using a thc product whether you're smoking it whether you're um, eating edibles um, 
tinctures, capsules. There's just so many ways to embrace um, what cannabis can do for people. And, you know, especially our, um, our senior citizens, they're, they've, they're very much into cannabis now. And like I said, they're not necessarily smoking it. They're doing the gummies or they're, you know, trying different products and they're able to kind of get away from some of their prescription meds. So once I learned that it's really helpful to people, I felt good about making this decision. And then I told my husband and he said, don't do that. <laughs> he was like, no, don't do that. You're always going to be known. You're always going to be associated with weed. And you know, that's, that's not a good thing in real estate. Um, but now he does not feel that way. <laughs> He's I happy bet. I did it. I bet sometimes like the business or the revenues kind of change people in some circumstances and right other well and he's just also seen that it's a it is positive for people and the stigma you know has dropped away and and so yeah it's um it's been amazing and i'm i'm excited to be associated with it yeah well once upon a time you know they ruled out alcohol you know oh, and, yeah. and the people went crazy and then exactly. they brought it back in so you know, anything I think in moderation, not that I'm mm -hmm. for cannabis or not, I mean, anything yeah. in this world could be an addiction or a problem. You just got to make sure you know how to make the right choices as exactly. an individual. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the business opportunity here as far as land versus industrial space. You know, when you look up and down the coast of California or across the nation, what do you think's more, um, of a demand right now, the industrial space or the land? Yeah, that's a good question too. And it really varies because it depends on what type of cannabis business you're going to be operating. So if you want to do cultivation, you can either do that out on land where you're uh, putting your plants in the ground, putting them in hoop houses, or you have high-tech greenhouses where you can actually, um, you know, do a very similar operation to if you were indoor in a warehouse. So um, it just depends on the type of grower or what your company is focused on. Um, also in the industrial buildings, you're doing distribution or manufacturing where you're pressing the plant for the oils. Um, and so it just really depends on what operation you're doing. But all of the real estate that is associated with cannabis license um, does go up in value because now you have that extra business value added on to what the actual market value of the property is, whether it's industrial or whether it is, you know, farmland or a, a rural residential property or ag land. It just really brings up the value once you associate a cannabis business and its licenses with it. Got it. Got it. So I'm still kind of in the learning process and probably some of the audience, you know, there's, like you said, certain city jurisdictions that are not for it mm -hmm. because I, I think I seen in the news not too long ago, like here in Chula Vista, there was some people operating illegally and they ran a sting operation and a lot of got, a lot of them got shut down. Mm -hmm. uh, what's kind of like the explanation behind that? How did they even get open in the first place? and then eventually got shut down. I, I don't quite understand how they yeah. even got their doors open. 
So um, some people are very discreet about their illegal operations and they are able to get away with it for years or they're only able to get away with it for a little while, you know. So the, Ill the illegal operations are still out there. There is still a, a very lucrative black market going on. Um, but the thing about it is, is when you decide to legally operate, like I said before, you're not going to risk that money, that time, and all the challenges and obstacles that you've put in to do the permitting. Now, the illegal guys will get shut down and probably just go open up somewhere else. It's going to take some time for that market to... Um, to kind of dissipate and go away because it has been very prevalent and, and it's still in demand. California cannabis is in demand all over the United States. So products are moving out of our state illegally to other states in the East Coast and you know um, where they have not passed their regulations and made the market legal yet. And cannabis from California is very coveted. It's kind of like the Napa Wine Valley. People know California for its cannabis. So, you know, these guys, if they're still making good money, it's it's not, um, they're not going to shut down uh, very easily. They're going to take that risk, I guess, is the point I'm trying to get at. It's so a risk they're willing to take. So you probably have both people that want to start up the right way and sometimes start up illegally um what are some of like the concerns you might have or some of the agents and brokers listening to the show like hey you know what um these are the some of the things you might want to consider before participating or representing you know because some people they won't find out till afterwards uh that hey oh my god this is an illegal operation or what have you what are some of the considerations an agent or broker should look out for? Mm -hmm. So as a broker, and that's one of the reasons why I advertise it this way, as a broker, I only specialize in legally compliant cannabis properties. And what that means is if you're going to do a transaction with me, your building or your property or whatever you're going after has to one be in a municipality that is allowing it so the first thing i'm going to do is look up my regulations and my ordinances for that purpose and i'm going to make sure okay well they're still allowing cultivation applications or they're still allowing manufacturing whatever it is i'm checking the municipality to see what um, they're allowing in that jurisdiction and then if someone calls me, for example, and wants to lease a building from an owner, there is no way that I'm going to be setting up a lease if this person is disclosing to me that they want to do cannabis. And in fact, I don't get very many calls uh, of people who are like, hey, do you have a warehouse where you think I could operate? You know, I'm just going to do it small or I'm just going to do this or that. I just don't deal with that because for one thing, you can't even get a license unless you have that landlord's approval and he signs off um, a permission letter and they he the person can provide a, a formal lease to the jurisdiction. So now could someone buy property that can be approved for licensing and then do something after the transaction closes? I would assume so. But the whole reason that people are paying the premium on a cannabis property is 
because they know it can get licensed and that seller is able to command a certain price point because either the property can be licensed, it is licensed, or it's in the process of getting it licensed. So I hope that that kind of explains it. I yeah, don't, that helps a yeah. lot. Yeah. So help. you, you would not have to dabble in anything um, illegal. It's, you know, it's not necessary to do it all. And I would never recommend that. Um, and I, I never do it because I want my brokerage to stand for integrity and transparency and honesty for both the buyer, the seller or the landlord and the tenant. It's very important for me. And, and I think I've been able to stay in real estate all these years, whether I was doing cannabis or not, because I'm just all about integrity. You know, let's do the deal right. Everybody be honest. Everything's laid out on the table and everybody kind of knows what they're dealing with. That's interesting. That is a very, very interesting business you're in. Any last words of advice, tips, anything you wanted to share, promote with the audience? Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, 